Welcome to Frido self-coaching game. We're going to be speaking today about Master Fear. Master Fear is a book um, that I wrote. It's part of the Master Your Life series. So if you're interested, you can you can get this on as an ebook from me. But today we're just going to be talking about it for a short time. So fear, fear is a huge subject. I've experienced it myself many times. Many many friends and family members. I've I've seen it with them. I've seen it with work colleagues. I've seen fear in animals. It's huge. It's such a big symbol. And generally, it's an, for most people, it's a negative symbol. Some people can use fear as a positive. And we're going to be looking at some of that today. But I get clients coming to me and they've got some kind of fear about something. You know, mo- most people's issues, there is some fear somewhere. Whether it's in relationship or work, they're scared of losing their job, scared of upsetting their partner, you know, scared of something or other, you know, eating something and being scared it's going to hurt them or do them damage. It, but it's such a big thing, and fear is so powerful. It can get people to do pretty much anything. People take their lives because of fear. I mean, that's pretty pretty bad. They'll do pretty much anything if the fear is, is strong enough. So what is fear? So a client comes to me and she or he says, you know, I've got some kind of fear about something. And the first question I'll ask is, well, what, what is fear? And they look at me a little bit kind of blank, but you know, they, they kind of know what fear is, but they don't know at the same time. It's like, well, they'll, they'll give me an explanation of fear. You're scared, you freeze, you can't do anything. I said, well, that's not a lot of information. If I were to ask you about your, your work or something you specialise in or a hobby, you give me a, you could write a book on something like this. But fear, there's like, it seems to be a big thing. People experience it a lot, but don't know a lot about it. All they know is it, they don't like it. And it prevents them from doing things, or it holds them back, or it's whatever it's, it's it's destructive for them. But they don't know a lot about it, so we start to explore the basics of fear. And the basics of fear is what fear is made up of on a basic level is thoughts and body sensations. That's all it is. It's like any other emotion. There's thoughts, so some of fear is thoughts, it's what you're thinking. When you've got fear, your thoughts are happening in your head. You know, I'm a bit scared to go down that way, I might get hurt, you know, I don't want to do that. There's just thoughts going on. And thoughts are very analytical. They're not really the biggest problem, the thoughts. But the body sensations that go with the thoughts, this is what makes fear such a problem for most people. And the body sensations are interesting because if you look at the body sensations, what they're doing, while you're thinking of all these things 
about fear, the body's not doing too much. You know, maybe the muscles are clenching or they're contracting. Or maybe like if you feel scared and you can't move, it's because your muscles are just contracting. That's all they're doing. They're not having a whole song and dance or about fear. They're just tightening. And one could argue, well, is that that bad? You know, some people, the athletes, tighten their muscles. You know, if you want to lift a weight or throw something heavy or run, you need to contract muscles. Isn't that interesting? But when the muscles are contracting and you, you connect your thoughts of fear to the contracting muscles, you create a state of what you experience and label as fear. But in fact, your muscles are just tightening, that's all. Or maybe there's some vibration in your tummy because you feel scared. So imagine this, you're feeling scared and you've got these bubbles in your tummy and it's like it's a very heightened, intense experience. But all that's actually happening is that you're having thoughts and you're having some sensations. And it sounds crazy, but once you start to separate the thoughts and the sensations connected to fear, it begins to take the, the energy, the charge off of the state. And you, you're, you can come out of that state. It will release you from that state. You'll just be having the thoughts going on in your head and some sensations in your body. So that's one um, analogy of fear. Another analogy of fear is, I call it a swimming analogy. Imagine a child going swimming for the first time. And the first thing it wants to do is is figure out what's all this swimming about. You know, maybe the parent reads a book to it or they speak to a swimming teacher or a friend and they get some data about swimming. And this is all theoretical, it's all thoughts and words, maybe some pictures. So what happens is that child thinks about the swimming, but it's all in the mind. And even if that child, even if it was an adult going swimming for the first time, imagine reading all the books, going to all the theoretical classes, watching all the films, documentaries on swimming, yet, if I push that person in the deep end of the pool, what more than likely will happen is they won't be able to swim. They won't be able to put all that information, all that data into real life, into a physical. Because why? Because their body has not learned to swim. Their body also needs to learn it's an intelligent being, but it doesn't think in words. The body doesn't talk in words. It doesn't say, hi, how are you? I'm not feeling well today. It expresses itself through sensations. That's the language of the body. That's half the language of fear. So when the body goes into the swimming pool, it begins to learn in its own way, its own language, through its sensations. It's an amazing thing. And every time that body goes back in the water, it learns more and more and more until it learns how to swim. 
So together with the mind data and all the information and the thoughts, and now you've got the sensations, the body muscles have learnt what to do. They know how to swim now because you've allowed them to learn in their own way. So that's a swimming analogy. So imagine the swimming pool is a swimming pool of fear. Your swimming pool of fear. To learn how to swim in your fear, you need to learn the theory, read the books, go to the classes, till your heart's content, watch all the documentaries on it, then you've got to go into the water of fear. You need to immerse your body physically into it. How do you do that? Well, you start giving them sensations. If you think about scary things, if you go and watch a scary movie, you will start to stimulate those sensations in the body. And that's how you can practice. By actually thinking about scary things, you can actually stimulate those sensations and the more you do that every time you do that you're going into the water of fear you're beginning to emerge yourself so the more scary things you can look at and think about the deeper you'll take your body physically to, so start off don't jump in the deep end and, and do something too scary or look at something too scary just begin start to think of something a little bit scary like going to the dipping your toe in the water for the first time and start getting used to it because if you start thinking of um, two scary things to begin with it might be too much for you too much for your body to handle it's like being thrown in the deep end of the swimming pool when you haven't learned to swim so that's a really really good tip just if you want to get used to fear because every time that person goes into the water they start to get used to the water it starts to normalize they start to get more comfortable and then they start to go deeper in fact after time they get they get good at swimming and they start enjoying it and maybe they go into the sea and go underwater scuba diving and see the beauty so the same with fear if you gently go deeper and deeper and you get really good at swimming in fear a miracle happens you begin to actually enjoy that it sounds crazy now and that's the first person who ever went swimming probably thought I'm never going to enjoy going in the sea with all the dangers there and the currents and the rocks and the sharks but it's not true and it's the same with fear so there's the uh, swimming analogy of fear um, one other analogy is the line analogy so in Frido, we look at how can we use fear to help us. You know, somebody who's in the, in the army, in the jungle, fighting some crazy war, may well use fear to boost their adrenaline. It's a fight or flight hormone, and they may use it to either run away from danger or, or fight. So they're using fear. So imagine I say to you, right, jump in that river and swim across and it's freezing cold. It's in the middle of winter. 
and it's, it's quite a big river and you're you're thinking no way why it's because there's fear in front of you that river represents fear the cold is scaring you maybe the distance maybe the currents um, you know just the thought of it what's in in the river that, that, so that's fear that's representing fear fear is in front of you it's like a line so imagine a line is representing your fear and there's a line standing right in front of you in the river and I'm saying go on go and swim across the river you can't because you're going to swim into your fear your fear is stopping you you're scared of it the line is there in front of you if I put that same line behind you what do you think you would do would you be thinking mm, I'm not going to jump in that cold river I don't know what you know you won't be thinking that if a line is right behind you and you're suddenly your fears behind you you won't think about it once for one second you would probably jump in even if you can't swim you'll probably jump in and swim across that river because you have your fear behind you so you can use your fear in that same way you if you don't want to be in your job anymore put fear inside into your job because if you're scared of your job you don't want to be there you'll do anything in your power to get out of it so the bigger the fear the bigger the lion the more motivation it would give you to move in another direction or if you want to move into a particular direction put your fear behind you if you want to go on holiday again put your fear into staying at home oh my god if I stay at home I'll be bored I'll be miserable I'll start drinking I'll start you know like being moody I'll get depressed and you build up that fear so that that can help you actually move into your holiday mode and do anything in your power to get there so that's how you can use fear it's all about using um, fear so I hope you enjoyed that I hope you took something from it um, we Frido has got an online, wor- online workshop called Master Fear this podcast is part of it and we have a, a, a 240 page ebook on there there's Q&A's it's a private group we have sharings there's three video journeys uh, with, with nine different exercises very powerful exercises um, you get support on there and there's a link in this description on this podcast otherwise um, you can contact me through my website freedomaster.org so enjoy and remember keep living the dream